Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in December. <laughs> it kind of works, so it kind of works. Because no, it's December. I like that one. I like yeah, that. that one finally works. My name is Summer Yeager, and I am not here with my beautiful co-host, Joy, because yet again, one more time, we are recording from our couches. True. Wait, you're not on your couch. You're in an actual office now, aren't you? No, I'm stay. I stay on the couch. You stay on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hi. Hello. How are you? I like how you're like. I'm not here. I'm not. I'm here. not here. <laughs> I mean, it feels weird. Like this, just this whole setup feels weird. Although we didn't really have too many complaints last week about our terrible audio, so Great. our listeners are not complainers, and I appreciate that. Um. Oh my gosh, I just totally forgot what I was going to say to you. <laughs> oh my gosh, what the heck? I don't know. Was it that we're super excited to be in studio again next week? Because yeah. that, that's how I feel. It was something to do with that, like how this is definitely a, not our favorite way to do things, but it does work in a pinch, right? So That's right. Yeah, I'm super excited to be in the studio again and like kind of back to somewhat of a normal, I don't know if it's really normal though, cause it's December. We're putting up our tree today oh. and my parents are coming up for Christmas and I've been baking. So things aren't super normal. Now, quick question. Um, yeah. do you, are your parents going to stay in Wayland's hotel? <laughs> Wayland's Hotel. We should tell people. You should tell people what that is. So uh, Matthew and I went up for my birthday. Um, I had a little surprise trip up to Vegas to see Summer and see um, a particular show that was playing in Vegas. Not like a Vegasy type show, just like a, yeah, a group that was touring. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and so we stayed in their son's room and uh, he slept on the couch and uh, he like made us a little sign that was like <laughs> Wayland's hotel. No pay. No pay. Yeah. <laughs> he like put flowers in there. Yeah. So it's so funny that you brought that up because two days ago he cleaned his room and he put a sign on the door and the sign says Wayland's hotel. It's a really nice hotel, but it's only for me. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what his door says. I guess when you find a really nice hotel, you just scoop it up and you just make it for you. <laughs> anyway. Well, okay. Tell everybody about your Thanksgiving. I want to know how was your Thanksgiving? How did your baking go? How did all that go? Um, it was small. My Thanksgiving tends to be kind of small, but I just keep praying that it keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. Yeah. We're just going to keep like 
I, my hope is that in like 15 years, I have like 30 people over every year for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I could make that number six. I could add six next year. Right. Well, and we're also going to continue to have children. So one way right. or another, one way or another, there will be more and more and more. But, um, you know, it was kind of small, but that's okay because it was still fun. That just means we had a lot of leftovers. But I enjoy, I really enjoy making food for people and people enjoying my food. That's like a big compliment to me. But also it's cool because my stepdad is uh, gluten intolerant. Mm -hmm. It's sort of an opportunity to like make him some stuff that he doesn't normally get to have throughout the year. Like he doesn't really get to have macaroni and cheese and make, um, I made this gluten-free version of the red lobster cheddar bay biscuits oh nice okay so those were really good yeah because no one likes red lobster they just like the biscuits right no it's true it's true the biscuit that has single-handedly kept an entire restaurant chain in business right right i mean they owe everything to that biscuit right um but yeah it was just kind of like people came over we ate then we like wanted to take a nap and laid on the couch. <laughs> we ate dessert. And then everybody went home. You know? Like, it was one of those... I feel like Thanksgiving is one of those days you spend, like, all like all this time leading up to. And then you're like, okay, now it's done. Now it's time for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But, um... It totally... I cannot wait. I'm putting up my tree today. Yeah. part Now, part of my... Because, um if you live in a place like Arizona or probably Vegas at least has some weather more often. Um, but I always put my Christmas decorations up for Thanksgiving because right. I feel like it helps it feel a little more like holiday ish. Like you got to put right. it in to make it feel right. Even though it's Thanksgiving right. and not Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, it was super simple. What did you guys, Good. What did you guys do? I know you made um, nuts and bolts. Yeah, so I did nuts and bolts. I'm gonna do another round of nuts and bolts today. Um, and are I made sweet or are they no. like savory? Okay, super savory, okay. super savory. So, like it, it, nuts and bolts. I guess like it is a pretty popular recipe, but. Um, my grandparents, like the way that they did things was they always wanted to like one up the recipe. Okay. I don't remember if I told everybody this last week or not because <laughs> I don't remember. Um, so they kind of, they, they have their own uh, and bolts recipe that is really, really good. And so I made it for the first time last week and I'm going to make some more today. And then I also made my first pumpkin pie and I did something that I don't think has ever happened to a pumpkin pie before. Okay. Um, I don't know how to describe it exactly. Um, but for some reason, so this was my first time I'd never made, this is my first pie. I'd never made a pie period. Okay. <laughs> um, right. and you've done, the, you've done the pastry cause you've done like chicken pot pie and stuff I have yes I made a chicken pot pie once but it was a it was like a keto thing 
Oh, okay. uh, so it was like a weird dough that you kind of like dolloped on the top and it actually turned out really well, but I wouldn't say it was actually like, it was not a full pie. Okay. Um, so I looked up a pumpkin pie recipe and I got the ingredients and I just followed the recipe. It was a very simple recipe, but this thing happened. <laughs> that I don't know how to describe, but just come with me for a second. It sounds impossible. Um, my husband and I were trying to describe it to my mother-in-law at Thanksgiving dinner and it was hard to describe, but for some reason on my pumpkin pie, (laughs) there's a top layer and it's like kind of like a flan. It looks like a flan and like, so the bot like underneath it, is like it's the regular pumpkin pie consistency. But there's this layer slightly disconnected, like kind of just sitting on top of the normal pumpkin pie consistency that I know you're supposed to have. Uh And it's like thin as a sheet. Yeah. And it's almost like caramelized. Uh And um, I don't know what that is. I don't know why it happened. I don't understand. But it still tastes like pumpkin pie. (laughs) Um, my best guess is that it has probably has something to do with eggs, the eggs in there. Okay. Because pumpkin pie is like, in a way, it's kind of like a custard pie. Yeah. Because of the eggs and the pumpkin, you know, like the texture of it. Right. So if it's like, like just depending, okay, too many eggs or maybe like the temperature, I guess. Maybe if it go, if it were to I don't you could because you could you know like when I'm trying to think of something that you you get like a skin on top of like dairy products like cream and stuff like that like it's kind of a weird skin if it heats up right if it made like a skin on top and then this heat was under that skin like it was still heating up it might kind of like bubble. Okay. Yeah, it it bubbled. It bubbled yeah. for sure. But it probably didn't affect like the taste, right? No, it tastes fine. <laughs> I've just never seen anything like that before. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was just like, it was kind of confusing. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> huh. I don't know. But yeah. it went. It was fine. I also made um, double eggs. It's really hard to mess up or I right generally pretty like as long as you have I mean I think you could probably mess it up if you put like a tablespoon of cloves in it (laughs) (laughs) sure I didn't I didn't measure any of the seasonings I just I did just dump them in but I think I did okay it tastes fine whatever Um, I also made deviled eggs because Eric loves deviled eggs and I just want him to have his he's like Ron Swanson and I, I just wanted him to have his own tray (laughs) <laughs> um, of deviled eggs so once I was done there was 24 of them and they were all gone within an hour <laughs> yeah uh-huh okay. about deviled eggs it's like quite a bit of effort goes into it but right. um, but they're you can eat them in like one bite <laughs> yeah like it's just gone they don't fill you up until no. you're on like egg 16 right 
So that was done pretty quickly. Um, and then I made whipped cream. Uh, I made a lot of whipped cream. I made way too much whipped cream, which yeah. took a really long time. Um, <laughs> it takes a long time to make too much whipped cream. Yep. Um, but I, it was good. It was totally worth it. I have, I have no regrets. So yeah, it was really my first um, Thanksgiving making that many things. And uh, maybe I'll just be great. Yeah, maybe I'll just keep making more as time goes on. <laughs> yeah. Sure. No, that's yeah. exciting. Always exciting. Right. So, um, okay. I didn't tell you this part. Did I tell you this part? Oh, my gosh. Joy, we need so much help. <laughs> we need so much help. Oh, first I wanted to remind you guys about um, – I wanted to remind you guys about uh, the planners – that our listeners get $10 off of the planners at pageofjoy.com. Um, if you enter code SHE10, you get free shipping and $10 off the price. So I wanted to remind you guys about that because I keep having people asking me um, what the website is. So I just wanted to repeat that. It's pageofjoy.com. And the offer code is SHE10. So now that you're all doing your Christmas shopping, um, you can buy that planner for the lady in your life that needs a planner, which P.S. is all of us. Um, That's true. I don't know if I told you, I asked our Patreon friends, oh, I asked people did. on Patreon. What's that? You did. I did. Okay. I asked them um, for help with a topic idea for today because we are so out of our groove when we're not like together. Um, but, and I was just kind of curious about like what they would say as far as what we should talk about. And I threw some ideas out there and this topic was the one that like really won by a landslide. Um, okay. Not quite a landslide. It had a lot more votes <laughs> than else. the rest of the ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like we talked about it a little bit last week but maybe not enough and maybe it needs to be flushed out more. But um, this is the reason I threw out this topic as an idea in the first place is just because it's something I've really been thinking about a lot lately um, and something that I've really been trying to um, be more prayerful of and more mindful of. But it's basically the idea of being faithful in the little things okay. and how much that matters. Um, and clearly that was something that our Patreon supporters also wanted to discuss. Right. So I haven't really gotten to talk to you about this. No. <laughs> um, so I have no idea what, when I say, when I said to you, let, let's talk about faithfulness and the little things, what I guess popped into your mind as to what that even is. Well, I, I guess I automatically think of the, uh, Nancy Wilson, you know, um, like, what can I, like, I'll do the dishes, but like, what more can I do to like contribute to this world? And the answer is like, do them cheerfully, you know? <laughs> right. Uh -huh. That's automatically what I think of. Um, just how often we, we don't, um, like we think of a life as a series of very big, exciting events. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's like where our 
accomplishment lies. You know, those are the moments for you to really accomplish something like in the right. big, big, huge, grand adventures or expensive, whatever, you know. Um, but really, most of your life is made up of very little insignificant <laughs> moments. And so maybe if you're focusing too much on your accomplishments lying in the big things, like the big showstoppers, you might be missing. You might actually um, be a little bit, you might find it easier to be discontent. Um, But you also just might be missing, at the very least, you're missing an opportunity to enjoy your life and all that right. you do. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Right. Cause there is a way to do the dishes poorly. Right. And it has nothing to do with how clean or not the dishes are at the end. Yes. Yeah. And that is a part of it, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, well, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot and it might not sound super related to uh, I don't know. I guess this might not be the first thing that comes to mind, but um, I'm I've really been focusing on trying to be faithful in a stubborn way, <laughs> and I think there is a godly stubbornness, and there's a godly stubbornness that I'm trying to cultivate in my life, and I got it from reading First Corinthians during the Bible reading challenge. Okay, um, over the summer. Uh, so in first Corinthians 15, 58, Paul says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So the idea of being steadfast is, is another way of just be faith, being faithful. Right. Um, and you're supposed to be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So there's this connection between uh, a faithful stubbornness that's always abounding in the work of the Lord and knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So labor outside of the Lord is in vain. Labor Laboring in the Lord is never in vain, no matter how big or how small. Um, And there's this idea of being stubborn about it. Like, and this, this faithful heart, this, this cultivation of a faithful heart. um, It's, it's busy. It's busy with the work of the Lord. Um, So that's why you can do these little things cheerfully is because, you know, in the Lord, it's not in vain. And we have to be stubborn about that. And I think, I think a lot of times, like our emotions, our hearts, like there's things that we want to be stubborn about that are all the wrong things. Like we want to be stubborn about the things of summer. You know, I want to be stubborn about the things of me instead of about the things of the Lord. Right. But it's like, no, I need to train my heart to be faithfully stubborn about the things of the Lord. Like I, I need to constantly be um, believing that doing the dishes cheerfully is not in vain, that it is cultivating something, that it is building something Um, because otherwise how could you possibly do it cheerfully? You know what I mean? Like you have to actually believe 
that it's for something. And if you're listening and you're like, what could it possibly be for other than for the sake of doing the dishes? Like, I don't want to make a huge deal out of doing dishes, but I know that um, if I can do dishes cheerfully, then I'm essentially, I'm teaching my kids uh, how to work cheerfully. And that's not nothing. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and um, the, uh, the, what you'd want to avoid is you want to avoid like false piety, like the fake it till you make it. I'm doing the dishes. Like like we need to really train our hearts to believe that the dishes are to be done cheerfully and not just like, well, you know, I'm a Christian, so I need to pretend that I'm cheerful right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I right. am cheerful or say, we need to really, like, want to be faithful in the little things, not just, well, because that's, I mean, that's where the breakdown of, like, piety would be. Like, if it was false piety, that would be the breakdown is that, like, in in the little things, because if you're being falsely religious or trying to like, I don't know, do something of your own strength, that those little things are going to be the things that break down because you won't be able to do, you won't right. do it. Right. And so it is like you're pointing out, like it really is a, a posture of, I think it's a posture of worship. I think how how and who we are worshiping will determine how faithful we can be, how cheerful we can be. Um, And it turns all kinds of good things into all kinds of bad things if your worship is misplaced. So, you know, we're supposed to serve the Lord. Paul tells us in Romans, not lagging in diligence and fervent in spirit. So we're supposed to be working hard before the Lord and that's going to bless us. But if we don't believe, if we're not worshiping the Lord, we can't be working in the Lord. You know what I mean? Like these things go together. Right. And so it really is a posture of like, what am I worshiping right now? Am I worshiping myself? Am I worshiping leisure? Like, what am I worshiping? Because ultimately what you do is going to flow out of that. Right. And I just think a lot of times... I can see in my own life times when I've been really lazy and not diligent in, in uh, really considering my own thought life. And, and what am I, what am I telling myself? Am I complaining? Am I grumbling? Am I cultivating discontent? Because all of that works its way out into my behavior and how I act and what I'm doing. And so that's why I'm trying it. That's why I've, really loved the idea of being stubborn in my faithfulness, like be stubborn about the right things. Um, And it turns everything else in like the direction I think that it, it should go so that I can, I can do my work for the Lord. And it, it is so much happier. Like that's something I've noticed too, is there's a drudgery that comes along with worshiping self or chasing idols that is that does not exist if you're worshiping God. True, very true. Um, yeah, I've been super convicted about that. Just 
like you said, like your thought life, your thought life really contributes to, well, first of all, I hope it goes without saying that like faithfulness in the little things is not going to be possible if you're not like in prayer and in the word. Right. It's not going to happen, but, um, but your thought life will, your thought life affects the little things. Um, oh yeah. The way that you like respond to your husband. Um, yep. And it, yeah, it, it reflects the way that you like just the way that you come to your housework or when mm-hmm. your kids are crying or um, mm-hmm. when you have to go to work. Um, it, it really, it, it just, it will poison, (laughs) it like poisons everything. Um, Yep. You, like you have to, there has to be a retraining of, I guess like what I'm trying to say is that um, like the, so the topic of the show is faithfulness and the little things, but I guess maybe what, like a good way to think of it is that like, it's not little. Right. little like right. faithfulness and the little things builds up to a whole big thing which is your whole day or your whole week or your whole month or your whole marriage right <laughs> you know um and right. so they're really not they may be they may be quick moments but they're not little like how you uh how you work during the day and how you think during the day it builds up to one whole big day, which right. isn't like a day in the grand scheme of things isn't that big. But, you know, if you have a bad unfaithful day and then another bad unfaithful day, and then you've, it's like, Oh, I've been in a funk for months. And you know, it right. does, it's not when we say little, I guess I don't mean insignificant. We don't mean insignificant. Right. Right. And I think too, it's like, I think what happens a lot of times is you don't, you're not paying attention to the little thoughts, the quick thoughts, the here and there thoughts. And suddenly you're 10 years into a long rebellion. Like you're 10 years into a pattern of thinking that is going to be so difficult and painful to break. And you've done 10 years of damage to your own spiritual life, to your relationships and the people around you. And it's like, God is good and faithful. And if you, you know, let's say you do, you have done that for 10 years, like God is good and faithful to show that to you and to grant you repentance and to walk you out of it. And, you know, that's not the point of what what we're saying. But the point is, is that like, you can't treat the moments as little, you can't treat your posture as little Um, because eventually what happens is you don't, you can no longer even see your sin when you keep putting it in the basement and acting like what's in the basement doesn't matter. Like it doesn't stay in the basement, but it it grows foul, you know? Well, And it affects your behavior. Like you have, I think you see this a lot in the church um, specifically in churches and communities where feminism and egalitarianism has crept its way in. I'm not saying everyone 
that is right doing this has this issue like but what you have many times i mean basically the second wave was built on the backs of a bunch of women who didn't want to faithfully be homemakers you know they they were bored and they felt like well i'm not really achieving my true potential and so every time they went to scrub a dish they'd go why am i doing this when i could be doing something better like or like why like once i do this okay so now i'm going to do the dishes which nobody's going to help me with and then all of a sudden the kids are going to go come home and they're just going to fill the sink with dishes again and nobody's going to help me with it you know like that's that kind of thinking has led to a huge movement that says I need to take time for me now. I'm going to divorce my husband and leave my family because I need to hashtag self-care. Yeah. I need to go back to school and I need to have a job outside of the home, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but obviously I, like my job needs to be my first priority because it edifies me. You know, this is right. the kind of, this is the kind of behavior that comes from not being faithful in the little things if you, you know, it, and you don't, you, like you said, like over 10 years, we like, we don't like to think that some, that like sin can go on for 10 years in our life. But how about this? If you live for 10 years as a believer, you're still a sinner. Like, right. <laughs> and so um, yeah, there's stuff that we don't even think, we don't think about as being sin. Um, and that's a huge, that it's just, it's so easy for women to lean in that direction because a part of your job isn't necessarily um, like applauded by the world um, or applauded by your family every moment. But you know, like this is where like you don't have to be applauded to do something cheerfully. Like this is where you have to constantly be reworking because you can, like if you think if you, if your thoughts are poisoned every day for 10 years, you will do something that 10 years ago, you would be like, what? There, right. there are, like I said, there are, there are women who have left their families to have me time. 10 years right. before they did that, they didn't think they would ever do something like that. We're all right. like sin can, sin can poison us and, it like make us seem like, cause we're new. So we have a new identity, but it's almost like it can make you into a different person. You know, it's not, right. it's not you. Like you're right. actually free from sin. Right. And it's not like, I don't think just to be super careful, um, because it's not no quarter November anymore, but, um, <laughs> I think there are some people that will hear this and think like, Oh, you guys think the only like righteous thing for a woman to do is the dishes. And no, that's not the point. Cause I know there are times when there are times when my husband will be like, he'll tell me to leave the dishes. (laughs) And I think the righteous thing in that moment is to be like, yeah, I don't need to, you know, there are some of us um, who have like the opposite problem of, you know, maybe hyper-focusing on these little details too much. And I'm definitely not encouraging. We're not saying like the dishes is just a good example um, of something that 
a lot of people struggle to do cheerfully. It could be laundry. It could be a million other things. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean the dishes, but like there are absolutely times when it's the righteous thing to do to leave the dishes. But the point is, is are we cheerfully doing our duty before the Lord, whatever that looks like in this moment? You know, we can't tell you this moment what that looks like for you, because I don't know what you have going on. It might not be the dishes. It probably isn't actually, given all the things that we all have on our plates and we have before us. But the point is, is like, uh, you know, it's that, it's that thing. Uh, everybody wants to serve in ministry, but nobody wants to pick up the chairs after right. service. It's this idea of like, how can you possibly believe that you are going to be able to be faithful in the big things if you cannot be faithful in the little right. things? And I think I see a whole, I see in myself at times in my life and I see a whole contingent of women who, um, they deride and mock the idea of being faithful in the little things, but we absolutely, we have to honor the Lord with the way that we face our everyday duties. And if we neglect to do that, how can we possibly say that we're, we're pursuing God and we're worshiping God because he's demanded that, that we do that. Right. Yeah. The Definitely. The point is not, well, you know, the point is to faithfully do your dishes, whether you want, oh, like yeah. I used to have, I used to have one dish at the end of a meal. Sometimes not even that. Sometimes I would just eat over a to-go container. Right. Standing <laughs> up at my counter. <laughs> uh, right. Right. And, you know, I didn't have wife roles and I didn't have mom roles and like I didn't. I didn't have those things and I was still supposed to be faithful. I'm still supposed to be faithful going to my job. I'm still supposed to be working to the glory of God. Um, And that's really the point. Dishes, like you said, is a great example, but it's anything it's driving your car. Like that's probably a better one for me. Because I like get have I can have a horrible attitude while I'm driving, <laughs> like just right. <laughs> right. You. Um, but you know whether I don't know. I just I think I think the main the main focus is really it's not on like the physical act of doing the dishes. It's like your heart and it's your thoughts which really is like how you're faithful in the little things is by renewing your mind and by constantly checking yourself. Like you said, be stubborn about what you're allowing yourself to think. So be stubborn and be like, no, I will not allow myself to think resentfully about that person at church that did that thing that annoyed me. Like I will not let myself do that. We don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, um, right. That that's how you do things cheerfully, without your head being plagued by poison, resentment, uh, discontent, or whatever you have going on in there. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. I think a lot of times we can be super lazy, and so in, in our spiritual lives. And I would just love to plug. Um, 
the Bible reading challenge. Like yeah. it doesn't, you don't have to do the same plan that we're doing, but if you're not in scripture every day, I, I don't know. You just, if you're in a rut and if you're dealing with a lot of spiritual sin and you're dealing with a lot of um, emotional issues, I remember there was a time in my Christian life when if somebody asked, well, like, are you praying or are you reading the Bible that I would have been like, oh man, you really think this is one size fits all. Like I probably would have been like, I don't feel like you're listening to me. Right. And I don't think that if you're in scripture and you're in prayer every day, that all of your problems are going to go away. I don't believe that, but I do believe that you will be better equipped and you will be comforted as you handle your problems. Well, and the Bible doesn't say like renew your mind so that all your problems go away. Right. Let's do it. Right. That's right. Uh, That's the most joy moment. (laughs) This is, that's, I think we get so hung up on how we feel that we, we think that like we can't, like our walk, our faithfulness, our obedience is all contingent on like being able to feel it and feel inspired and feel like we want to be faithful and feel happy. Um, right. And it's, that's just not what it's about. Like, it's not like God is, God is incredibly gracious and generous with comfort and peace. So that's right. if you don't feel good, if you feel depressed or lonely or whatever, um, it's not that God doesn't care. He does care. But right. he, he didn't get, he's not handing out hall passes for people who, you know, aren't feeling good right now. Like, right. Like when you stand before him, there's not a feeling <laughs> that is going to be your relationship with him okay. Like we know what makes our relationship with God sealed. Like we know, we know what does that. And it's not what you're experiencing. It's not, it, you know, um, we get a little bit too hung up on like, like I'm going to be faithful cause then I'll feel good. That's just a, like a side effect of it, but not right. always, not always. Right. And, uh, Sometimes being faithful makes a, a situation more complicated or difficult. Right. Yeah. And that's just, that's the truth. But we are, because we are united to Christ, there is a peace that should be ruling our hearts um, because of where we are placing our trust. And and if we're cultivating faithfulness, if we're cultivating contentment, if we're actively cultivating these things through seeking the Lord, it will absolutely change our outward demeanor and it will change uh, the where our hearts are, it's going to change everything. Right. So don't start with your dishes. Start with your heart. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Don't start with your dishes. Start with your heart. I love it. Okay. Well, next week we're going to be in studio and I'm so excited. I know. We get to see each other and hang out. I get to see Georgia. I cannot wait to see her. I know. She's just sleeping. She's knocked out on me right now. I cannot wait. I want to see her so badly. She's getting big. Um, wait, what? She's getting big. She's doing. I know. 
I know. Um, you guys, Joy is such a great mom. You guys don't even know. I know. You guys don't know. I bet you can know from listening to the show, but I know up close. So um, we are – oh, yeah. So next week as well, as soon as I hop off of here, I'm going to hop over onto Patreon and talk to – my book club people about what we're doing um, this week and next week for book club. And I'm super excited about it. It is not too late to join. Um, if you want to be a part of what we're doing the month of December, then you can join us at patreon.com slash theologians. We're going to be reading. We're going to be talking. We're going to be practicing critical thinking. And I'm super excited about it. Um, so join us if you're interested. And what else do we need to tell them, Joy? Um, I don't know. I know. I can't think of anything right at this moment. You know, like, I think I'm mainly excited for next week because we're capable of having a conversation this way, but it does affect the dynamic a little bit. Yeah. But also, this is like a part of what Sheologians is. And so I like that too. Like, I kind of like that we're having these like, I don't know, figure it out moments. Like it, it really is. How can we duct tape this thing together? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, you know, that's what we try to be, I guess. Yeah. To just kind of wrap it up. We try to be faithful with illusions. We try to not miss um, weeks. Have we ever missed a week? Uh, we have not. Um. So yeah, which you know. is crazy. It's been three years, Joy. Three years. Um, and that being said, I mean, because we have, I know the book club is through Patreon, but even if you don't want to do the book club and you consider uh, supporting us and partnering with us through Patreon, that would be cool as well. But also, the side right. effect is you get to do a really cool, like, critical thinking study with Summer. So. I hope it's cool. I'm definitely going to do my best um, the first two, these first two weeks of December, and then we're taking the rest of December off. And then, um, yeah, we're going to have to plan what we're going to do starting in January, but I'm excited about it. And I just think it's a really encouraging, the, my Patreon supporters and the people that I interact with over there are just such a huge encouragement to me. I can't, I really can't state that enough. Um I love, I love that there's, I talked about it a bunch last week, so I'll skip it. I'll, the spark notes is I just love how much unity people I've never met. And, and, and some of them are from obviously very different denominations and all that, how much unity we have over these things is just, it's always really encouraging to me. So anyway, All right, well, folks, that's it for next week. We're excited to see you. I'm sorry, that's it for this week. I'm excited to see you next week in studio. I'll definitely be picking up some yerba mate on my drive-in so I can be awake. Um, Yeah, and we will see you guys next week. See ya. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells.